0: Yeah. Welcome, everyone, to the Cocky Cockpit Podcast. we never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. I'm your host from the outpost, David Firstcorn, and joining me this week, the only Captain Kirk to ever step foot on the Cocky Cockpit before. We got Captain Kirk himself, Steve Kirk, over there from the San Diego Sabres radio podcast, as well as uh Intergalacticon himself how you doing over there steve why hello there how the hell is the weather over in san diego
1: oh san diego's gotten rather warm lately i'm afraid i actually had to turn on the air conditioning today
0: oh no it's getting that time huh i would i would uh, love uh, that however so you know what's your you're that? welcome
1: to the power bill that goes with it by the way <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we need a gonk droid Get some power converters up in yes. this bitch. So uh, of course today is May 5th, which is uh, of course, revenge of the fifth. What did you do to celebrate May the fourth?
1: May the fourth? Well, we had we we did some TV stuff. We did uh we did a little lightsaber tournament last night. By little, I mean the biggest one we've ever done.
0: Oh, damn. And what did that, uh, how did that all go down? I, I know you guys were talking about, was it intergalactic? Is there like an intergalactic brewery that you guys were doing it at?
1: You are correct, sir. Yes, we have one of the local craft breweries here in town is called Intergalactic Brewing Company. And they reached out to us, I don't know, two months ago, maybe. And um, it's very interesting because this is they've just hit their sixth year. But for about the last two years, there's been these rumors that they sh- were shut down which was really unfortunate. Uh, so recently they had a grand reopening. We never closed party, which was great. And <laughs> <laughs> poor guys. they, they do some great beers though. Like the, the guy who owns it is uh, a huge star Trek and star Wars nerd. And so all the drinks are named after star Wars or not just star Wars, but sci-fi things. Nice. Right. So uh, the Amber ale that I really like of theirs is called red leader. Mm. Yes, Um, they introduced a new IPA yesterday, last night at the party. In fact, it was 11%, I think, and they call it, yeah, right, and uh, they call it That's No Moon.
0: (laughs) So these guys definitely got a a good sense of humor to them. So now, I I mean, intergalactic, you know, brewery, intergalactic con, is there any sort of similarity there, or was that just pure coincidence?
1: It was absolute coincidence. You know, back when I came up with the name for Intergalacticon, we were just thinking big. Mm-hmm. You know, galactic. What's bigger than galactic? Galactic feels too small. That's just our little piece of the universe. We got to go intergalactic, and that's that's really where that came from. And then, lo and behold, Intergalactic Brewery was still up and around, and this just made too much sense.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, are they are they participating in any fashion to the Intergalacticon as well?
1: Not specifically no uh we we did do an art exhibition at their place what about a month ago, I guess mm-hmm. where we took some of the artwork we'd done for Intergalacticon and held a, a charity art uh exhibition there and auctioned off all the art pieces oh, and That's so awesome. they yeah, it was really cool for them to to host us and let us set up, and we got pressed down there and we had we had a huge turnout for that. I was kind of impressed, awesome, um
0: yeah. So, I guess a question for you. So, you're talking about how you guys had this, like, huge turnout at this tournament. How does that all go down? Like, so, someone who's never heard of the San Diego Sabres, like, how would you describe it? And kind of give me a little bit of details of of the event as it went down.
1: So, we ran it as a single elimination bracket tournament. So, you know, much like you would, say, you know, the final 16 in NBA or whatever, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So, this we did it slightly differently this way this year, in that we realized we've been around two and a half years now, we're in our third year, and we now have generations of fighters. So, we've got some that have been around for six months to a year, and some of that have been around for all two and a half years in our group with much bigger backgrounds beyond that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it would be, you know, in the old way, we just did one single bracket, and we got thinking going be kind of unfair to put kind of the newbies with the more experienced folks like they get knocked out in the first round. And that's, right. that's not cool. That's not fun. So we said, okay, let's, let's do this. as like a lower division, upper division thing. So the lower division we called the Sarlacc division <laughs> and the upper division, we called the Rancor division and we split up the fighters. We let everybody register. And then Eric, our battle master determined who would go into which bracket because his word is law. Mm. And we ran the lower division up through the finals, and then they stepped aside. Then we ran the upper division up through the finals, took a break, and then ran the finals of each division. And then held a little award ceremony because we presented trophies, of course.
0: Awesome. Did you go? Did you do anything fun for the trophies, or was it just like your standard, just like a star kind of? I I, oh, I tend to know God, You, you tend to you tend to go a little overboard when it comes to cool shit like this. So,
1: well, you know, I'm cursed with this thing called standards.
0: Hmm. Yeah. That, that's a good, that's mm. a good curse to have.
1: Yeah. So, um,
0: it definitely, do a, it's a definitely a curse. That's, uh, it's good about uh, keeping away from STDs though. So there's a <laughs> mm, mm. good point.
1: Yeah, no, I've been pretty good about that so far. So I'm trying to maintain that standard too. Um, No, I I have these these five by seven block acrylic uh, trophies, laser engraved, usually with the logo of SDS and, you know, champion Sarlacc division, May the fourth tournament logo on there, you know, tournament 2018 and real kind of nice little things that people are actually pretty proud to go take the work and put on their desk.
0: Nice. Now, So again, for someone who hasn't heard of the San Diego Sabres, you guys literally do like pure full contact fencing, but just like with a, with a standard lightsaber that you would, uh, you know, get from, uh, like ultra Sabres or, you know, all of those guys. So the, the, the combat ready style Sabres.
1: Yeah. These are, we, we use all the combat ready stuff. Most of it's ultra Sabres or Sabre Forge. And there's, you know, a couple other vendors and some of our guys make their own. Now, I do have to bitch slap you and and not just use the term fencing.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> um, because we actually draw on a number of martial arts. Um, okay. From fencing, rapier, pepe, HEMA, uh, and then various Asian martial arts as well. So we actually describe ourselves as a true mixed martial art combat school.
0: And it, it really is. Like when you, I, I mean, I've seen your live streams and stuff like that uh of your just like uh general practices or something like where do you where do you guys tend to practice out in san diego it's like it's a nice park wherever you guys are but uh
1: yeah we've got we've got a couple parks that we we use and we yeah that way there's kind of some geographic diversity so people are not always driving to the same place every time because san diego ends up being a big county so we've got people coming in from you know the the radius of the place is probably 40 miles you know mm-hmm. plus or minus so try and try and have a selection of places so people aren't always driving the maximum distance
0: well i'm definitely going to be out there for, uh, in june and uh i'm excited to pick up a lightsaber and and learn a thing or two and i just have a feeling that my ass is going to be handed to me and more than more more than one way just but but like just the pure uh uh you know fizzy what's the word I'm looking for? Like the physical aspect of it. Like I know I'm going to be out of breath in like 10 minutes with you guys.
1: <laughs> oh, you're, you're going to go 10 minutes. That's impressive.
0: No, I'm, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to last like more than like 10 seconds ago. Holy shit. I, I need a breather. You know what I mean? But, uh, mm. so I mean, just, uh, I mean before we kind of get, go more into what I've been doing, I just kind of want to know more about your, your physical background as to like how, like, You've you've been talking that you guys at the San Diego Sabers been running for almost you know three years now, and how did that all begin? And like, what was your background before that? And like, what brought you into this?
1: My background before this was a number approaching zero. Mm-hmm. So this all started back around TFA time, right before episode seven came out, right? Okay, and. Star Wars mania was just, you know, through the roof. The first new got got the bug. Yeah. And ended up coming across ultra sabers and, and saber forge. And Oh my God, there's real lightsabers. These are not those, those, uh, force effects things that you get in target for 30 bucks or even hundred bucks. Like these are serious things you can swing around and do stuff with. So I was on the saber forum, uh, the ultra sabers, Forums for a while, and ended up chatting with this other guy, Robert, who was here in San Diego, and we got chatting offline and going, "Man, it'd be really cool if there were a group here in San Diego where we could learn real lightsaber combat from." Mm -hmm. And we poked around a little bit, and there was like this this group that that met Saturday mornings in Balboa Park, but really it was a lot more like yoga with lightsabers mm. okay that's not what we're freaking <laughs> looking for and there was another group that they had disbanded and we're like god we don't you would think there would be something like this we mm. could and then the weekend tfa opened there was this big lightsaber battle using very air large quotes. air quotes there right Um, I think about 3000 people showed up and it was just people swinging for the rafters. You know, there was, there was no talent or skill or organization to it. It was just, everybody met in this, this park down by the bay and it was slightly raining that night, which made it, you know, cool and creepy at the same time. Um, (laughs) but it was just people, you know, mob of people. And it was just, all right, fucking go. And everybody just started hitting each other with lightsabers. Mm -hmm. And actually it was a lot of fun. Um,
0: (laughs) of course anytime but, there's lightsabers involved it's gonna yeah, be fucking fun is seriously. that the point of a lightsaber <laughs>
1: yeah if you're not having fun with the lightsaber then get the fuck out
0: <laughs> real quick mike just so, wanna, mike yeah. uh mike over from uh um oh shit why am i drawing a name blank uh the home one hangout stopped by and just said uh, he just wanted to stop in and say hi and say that we're awesome so thank you again for stopping by mike
1: mr moriarty
0: but uh, yeah, excellent. so that's, that's excellent. I mean, have you guys ever considered, I mean, you, you guys kind of like talked down a little bit on those yoga guys, but I mean, have you ever like cross promoted or done anything with them?
1: <laughs> Another thing really. All right. No, I mean, God bless them, but yep. no.
0: That's really, it's still really um, freaking cool. Um, But yeah, yeah I mean, and, and so it was, it was that
1: night that Robert and I ran into Eric and he's like, oh yeah, I've got, you know what was it? Probably 15 years of background in sword play. And, and he was a Jedi battle master and he knew all this stuff and, Oh, we would love to put together a group. And he's like, fuck. Yeah. And there it is.
0: And there it is. The high council. The high, high council. council. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I hope people say cool shit along with me. Like when we're doing our show, but like I say it every time and we're the, high, I, I, I play along, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's
1: it's become a thing so last night we've, we've got this little girl in our group right mm-hmm. she's 13 we just fucking love her to death and the robert was was fighting he fought several rounds and robert being part of the high council every time he scored a point little eva with her high-pitched 13 year old voice would go high council <laughs> <laughs> every time <laughs> it was just so fucking adorable
0: man oh my god Oh, that's fucking awesome. So yep. my night for May the Fourth uh, was a little was a little more intense. Let's put it that way. So um, <laughs> shout out to uh, Stage Karma down on Carson Street, which if you are familiar with Pittsburgh, you know the party is at Carson Street. That is like the pub crawl area, and they did a whole uh, Star Wars like themed dance. And it doesn't help that like if you're a fan of EDM and you love drum and bass, like you know who uh, DJ Dara is. He's like one of the best names out there and a huge pioneer for the drum and bass community. He was headlining it, so that doesn't fucking you know make that makes things uh, uh, that puts the stakes a little higher. Well, you know, while I was out doing my networking and stuff like that, and I think I went down to Point Park University, like downtown Pittsburgh, uh, for a, a podcast event. And uh, I met with some other cool guys and basically through networking and, that, and they were like, hey, we, we're going to we plan on doing a bunch of cool Star Wars events. Would you guys be interested in doing stuff? I'm like, fuck, yeah. You know, okay. so they invite us to come down and uh, host like fun games in between all of the different DJs and stuff. So, hmm. uh, you know, downtown Carson Street, Friday night, uh, you know, May the 4th. drinks upon drinks uh you know i I hope you guys caught the live stream of it because we were live streaming the whole freaking thing hope you guys enjoyed it but god damn was it so much fun and to make it even better i've showed you my i I showed you my outfit and you you've been a big fan of the suit it's the r2d2 suit and to just bring it all together i got these fucking awesome like light up shoes from uh las vegas i I was walking down the strip these things are for like a like a third grader but like they had my size so i'm like fuck it i'm gonna wear them it's gonna be awesome yeah and uh so you can flip between all the different led lights colors so i had like i was wearing all white like this r2d shoe sh- suit with like white shoes that were glowing blue yeah. so they, oh dude it looks so fucking good i got so many compliments on this whole outfit Ooh. like like, I was just, like, uh, like getting a breather. I'd be standing outside, you know, just catching a breath. And, you know, people were out there, like, smoking a cigarette or whatever. And, you know, people were just, again, bar crawling. And yeah. every person come by, like, oh, dude, that's, that's fucking perfection. That's the best. May the fourth be with you. <laughs> Everyone's going fucking nuts about it. And, uh, nice. like, fist bumps and high fives all fucking night while I was just chilling there on Carson Street. And then uh, you know, in between all the DJs and stuff, like I would go up and I just fucking. Apparently, I'm an awesome fucking hype man. I didn't realize I had. <laughs> I, I always knew I had it in me, but like,
1: uh-huh.
0: man, once you give me a fucking microphone in my hand and in, in front of a whole crowd with like you know music blaring behind me, oh dude, I go off. I am. You're just in I'm your zone it. at that point. <laughs> exactly. So um, we did a bunch of fun games, uh, and again, we got to keep it in the cocky cockpit fashion. So oh, you know yeah. we you know fuck it it's a 21 and over party you know we're all fucking drinking having a good time let's get cocky and so we ran a a, a bunch of games the first game we cl- played was inspired completely by another podcast i love listening to i mm. um, called the the comedy button and they're just okay. like they're again just a comedy you know variety show and but they always talk about fun like 80s shit and 90s and just like growing up and like where the fuck you hid your porn growing up? That You know, that that kind of style. Huge influence to our nope. whole show. Um, yeah. But they uh, they made up a game. Oh, oh fun fact about this show. Uh, Scott Bromley, he's actually the producer of the Star Wars show on YouTube. He's one of the main um, cast members. Um, okay. But they made up this show called Star Wars Character or Indian Food, where you have to guess whether it's a Star Wars character or Indian food, right? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, and we had free drinks on the line, so like oh, we no. had people coming up, and oh, dude, we were just quizzing them. So we played that, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. Excuse me, I got a burp. Oh, and then from there, we went after the next DJ. We played a game. Oh, I, I was so fucking proud of this one, and I, I it's not going to be the last time you're going to see it either. It's called yeah. "Fill Up My Three Inch."
1: Okay, <laughs> that, that's
0: the, that's the kind of reaction I want. So we put a blindfold on you, and we hand you oh, a three shit. inch Star Wars action figure, and you got to tell us who it is based on feel alone.
1: Show us on the <laughs> doll where the bad man
0: touched you. God. <laughs> so we played that, and then the last one, I was just I was I was trying to think of something fun to get the audience involved. So mm. I have the Hasbro like Holocron twenty questions cube. Right. So okay. basically I had them, I'm like, give me something Star Wars related. And then the, the audience had to answer the questions that the, um, that the cube was asking. And if the cube wasn't managed to get it all together and figure it out, they all, you know, like the person wanted, uh, like a free drink and stuff. So we played that too. And that was a lot of fun. Um, nice. but yeah, that was, it was crazy. I didn't get home until like 4am. Uh, <laughs> I was, just, I was having a good time and uh I really appreciate Stage Karma and all those guys for uh for giving us the opportunity to come on out. Uh yeah, it's gonna be a good time. And I'm looking forward to your uh VIP party there over in uh Intergalacticon. It's gonna be a good time.
1: It'll it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it'll compare to that. The the, oh, the it, Saturday well, night party, I maybe. I but know the that's VIP- not gonna
0: The VIP part. Uh, Trust me, I'll be on my best behavior. Don't worry. You know, my wife will be there, like you know, pulling me back. So I'll be on my best behavior. But the Saturday party, you know, I'm I'm definitely a little bit more off the hook. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah,
1: we're looking for DJs right now. We we think we may have found one who's who's a good nerd DJ. So um, yeah, crossing my fingers for that
0: nice yeah i I look forward to it and again man if you if you want me to you know get my hype man out again i'll do it for you
1: (laughs) oh you know i'll 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 talk to marina the lady doing the cosplay contest and see if she needs somebody all right that could be fun
0: all right um Shit. All right. Well, let's go get let's go ahead and uh, let's go in and get into the show. But before we do, guys, if you're checking us out for the very first time, we are the cocky cockpit. We're a group of content creators from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, who like to keep our head in the cockpit and makes comedy, Star Wars videos, podcasts and live streams just like this one. The cocky cockpit podcast where each week's topics are as random as a blaster but Nintendo for a more civilized age. So, if you like that, guys, we want you to become a member of The Scum. Hit that follow and subscribe button. If you have already, we'd really appreciate if you guys could help us support the show. There's many different ways of doing so. If you guys are watching the video on uh YouTube, or Facebook, just simply hit that like button. If you guys are watching, uh, listening to us in the MP3 version on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, make sure to leave us an awesome review. And if you guys are participating in the live stream like you can every Saturday night, make sure that you guys become part of the show. We want to hear your thoughts, comments, questions, and concerns for each topic as we discuss them so we can highlight you and make you part of the show as well. Let's go ahead. Or just make fun of you. Or make fun of me. Uh, fuck it. You know, <laughs> there, there's one thing you'll learn about me is I, you you cannot embarrass me. I am, I would prance around and like, what What are the, what were those, uh, tidy whiteys back in the day that had like all the licensing and stuff to them? Oh shit. Uh, underoos. Uh-huh. I would prance around and like C3PO underoos just for a laugh. Like I'm that person. See,
1: there's. There's your near fundraiser opportunity is raise money to pay David not to do that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've also thought of a, I've also thought of another fun uh, like video or I I don't know how I'd want to do it, but I just want to, I really want to just do a, um, what what do you, what do you call that? I want to pose nude for like an art class, but wearing nothing but a stormtrooper helmet. I think that would be really fun.
1: <laughs> I got a first order or helmet you can borrow, but um, you got to clean it afterwards. All right.
0: <laughs> so, Steve, what's been going on in the in the in the Star Wars community? What's what's new in the news right now?
1: Uh, you know, the latest thing that just grinds my gears. To quote Peter Griffin,
0: "You know what really grinds oh, my gears? When I can't find the droids I'm looking for."
1: Ah, it's the worst, man.
0: Yeah, what's up in with fucking, that?
1: <laughs> fucking sand. I mean, seriously, it just gets everywhere. <laughs> but worse than that, okay? Worse than that is is people bringing up old news as if it's new.
0: Mm, that's been happening yeah. a lot lately with Star Wars, like a lot. But what what example do you have in mind?
1: So the latest thing that's been making the rounds of the headlines, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Is about how Alden Eric Wright, Alden Eric Aaron Aaron we Had a couple couple right. drinks, huh? Alden, Alden <laughs> Aaron Reich. I've never all right. been able to what say the, that name. What
0: the hell was I saying? I was saying like yeah. Ronald. Who's who's? Uh, instead of Ron Howard last week, I think I kept saying like Ron ha- Ronald. Ha- ha- I was getting it way yeah, off. Yeah, you you stumbled on it
1: a couple times, but it was just <laughs> hilarious. But um, our our boy Alden, mm-hmm. our boy Alden. Has a three-year deal with, or a three-movie contract with Disney, with Lucasfilm.
0: hmm
1: Yeah, okay, that hit the news like two years ago. Yeah. And frankly, that's pretty standard for Lucasfilm. Mm-hmm. So went, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. That doesn't mean anything. It doesn't. And and I remember what was it? Slash Film, I think, actually sat there in their twenty sixteen article, going, you know, that by no means does that mean we're getting a Han Solo trilogy. Right. Great. And then the news disappeared and went away because yeah, yeah. Daisy got a practice, three year deal. Boy, I got a three year three movie deal. Every get everybody gets a three movie deal. Oprah, yay. <laughs> and then Alden confirmed it in an interview he's like oh i don't know if this is public but yeah oh my god there's nothing else to talk about so fucking we got to blow this up and make headlines yeah and now there's people sitting here literally going oh my god this means we're getting a Han solo trilogy Mm -hmm. oh for fuck's sake people
0: (laughs) yeah i agree i agree 110 percent so you're 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 making references, of course, with you know with this news brewing back up that everyone's freaking the fuck out, saying, "Oh, there's going to be a Han Solo trilogy," and you just kind of want to, you know, put that fire out now and get people to understand, like, no, that's not what's happening here. This is just a standard practice that, in case they want to get them for a cameo or something like that they have that opportunity to do so. That is not necessarily a you know, uh it's not necessarily news making it to where it's a guaranteed trilogy. Now, would you if this movie does well? And I think mm. it's I think it's going to actually do quite well. I mean, I was um, I was very skeptical and I'd love to hear your opinion on this as well. I was mm. very skeptical with this film after seeing like, you know, the directors uh, changing and, yep. you know, the the reshoots and, uh, you know, all this news of you know, Alda needing an acting coach and stuff like that. I was very nervous moving into this film. Um, and, you know, but I was, I kept saying to myself, um, you know unless they move it back to december i don't think we have anything to worry about how how is how how have your feelings uh, been that toward this film this this uh this whole time
1: i started out very middle of the road on it you know it was uh, it would be a fun movie to make okay cool oh they're doing a han solo movie great eh don't and. know anything about it. They haven't let us hear anything. Okay, great. Well, of course, I'll go see it. But I wasn't you know, head over heels about it. Okay, this this could be fun. But uh let's wait and see. And then they had, they had the director shuffle last summer. Yep. Which I was pretty happy to hear about because I wasn't a big fan. I didn't think that Lord and Miller were a great match for this type of thing. I they heard. have... They have their thing that they do. They have their shtick, right? And, they, and just, they're
0: very good. At their shtick, but yeah. with with all of the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Expectations that were kind of uh, that we want to see from this film. I don't think they were going to be able to to uh, supply that demand,
1: right? Yeah. So then Ron Howard comes and takes it over. Okay, Ron does good movies, and he's a huge Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this sounds like it's in good hands. Oh, Ron's reshooting 80% of the movie. Well, directors always have to leave their mark. That's why we have 16 versions of Stormtroopers because every time, you know, (laughs) and new vehicles and new AT-ATs and uh, because every director has to do their own thing and (laughs) merchandising merchandising (laughs) that too. Um, Okay, fine. He's, he's reshooting it and he's keeping March. Yeah, that's Interesting. Because we know Lucasfilm has no qualms about moving the date back to December, so... Mm -hmm. hmm.
0: Were you surprised to hear that they were keeping that May date? Yeah, I'm still
1: a little surprised, to be Mm -hmm. honest, because in in, in my book, if you need six more months to make it a better movie, Mm -hmm. please, by all means, especially with my Star Wars, do it. It's fine, and when you've got eight, when you've got almost two years between Ryan number eight and JJ number nine, pushing pushing solo into December so it evens out that path, not such a bad thing. Plus, you can own Christmas without having to compete with Infinity War and Deadpool and whatnot this summer. Mm -hmm. So, there was every opportunity to push it back, and no one would have bitched about it.
0: Right. I think I mean isn't Avatar supposed to be releasing in December? I think is that the big one that's supposed to be coming out. Who knows. Do you do you think it was a matter of like uh budget and uh that kind of kept it in that May date?
1: I I can't imagine with the amount of money that Lucasfilm has that they would have nickel and dimed this to death. They they already paid Ron Howard, they paid out Lord and Miller, they spent all that money on, on four more months of, of photography, which is not cheap. Right. You know, it, it it's in for a penny, in for a pound. So the extra work on post-production, if it would have made the movie that much better, directly ties into greater ticket sales in the end. So. You know, if they needed to do it, they would have gotten their money back. I I don't think that would be in any question whatsoever.
0: Right. Now, after you've seen the newest trailers, um, all the TV spots, the behind the scenes and stuff, I want to like not like an official behind Mm -hmm. the scenes, but like the behind the scenes stuff that we've seen in the meantime. How do you feel Mm -hmm. about this film going in now?
1: I'm a lot happier about it now. Mm -hmm. They've really sharpened up their PR game. Yeah, where there's no there's no leaks, there's no spoilers. They control every syllable out of everybody's mouth, and so they are spot on with their marketing. And that the closer we get, they let a little bit more out, a little bit more out, a little bit more out, and I'm getting more and more excited. I'm, I'm intrigued. This looks like the the silo standalone movie that's just going to be a fun action movie under the Star Wars umbrella and. That's all it has to be. Right. We're not looking to make a trilogy. We're not looking to make a new franchise. Just young Han Solo. Cool. This looks good.
0: Yeah. I was, I was kind of under the same thing as like, like I mentioned earlier, I wasn't a big fan and wasn't really thinking that this was going to be of anything to wow me, but I do not know, man, just everything I've seen from it, just like the, the art direction of it. And like, like I was talking to, uh, Fode with is I was just, uh, Mm. Asking myself, I'm like, what does this need to do? Like, what do I want to see in this film for me to be satisfied with this being a Mm. backstory on Han Solo, right? It's, you know, we want to see how he gets the Falcon. We want to see the Sabat game. We want to see how he meets Chewie, you know, and just like all of these little check boxes, And, you know, I'm going through them in my mind. And I'm like, okay, we know we're getting that. We know we're getting that. We're, you know, and Mm. You know, just the pure action of it, like the the car chase scenes and like that train scene and even just like that, that, you know, Western stand down moment, like just those little sneak peeks that we were getting. I'm like, that looks fun. That looks action packed and that looks interesting. So I'm going into this film like actually quite excited. And, uh, you know, of course, they just released the tickets, uh, you know, officially on sale now. Uh, as of yesterday, did you already get your tickets laid down?
1: We are seeing the, the, the high council is going to see the 10 o'clock show on Thursday night,
0: Thursday night. Nice. I, I, uh, you're gonna, you're gonna laugh, but I haven't picked up my tickets yet. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, you here's the thing that. is, I don't know where we're going to go see it. We have so many different plans and stuff in mind. Here's the thing is yeah. <clears throat> One of two things is going to happen. We're either, A, going to do it, um, you know, we're, we're talking about perhaps maybe going out to Delaware and, you know, seeing it with Fode and his crew and doing, like, a whole tailgate, like, basically okay. hours up to it. And, like, it would be a good nice. time. Um, you know, but then, you know, Fode's like, well, actually we might be going out to Ohio. So we're going to be ba- basically driving through your area. And I'm like, well, you can come see it up here. You know, so I don't know how many tickets to get or like where I'm seeing it. So I'm like hesitating on it and it's mm. making me mer- nervous the more and more I wait. Um, but at the very least, I mean, we, we, We did the biggest theater in Pittsburgh before uh, for Rogue One, and that was a good time. Um, Yep. You know, we, for last time, for Last Jedi, we went to the Monroeville Mall where they filmed uh, Dawn of the Dead. Um, And Mm. that was really good. That was a really good movie theater because, um, you know, with it being in the movie theater and it being December, like we didn't have to really worry about freezing our asses off. So that was nice. Um, But honestly, it's like, I know we're going to want to go see this film and then immediately get back here, live stream and just talk, you know what I mean? just like yep. give our yep. immediate reaction. So I think the closer to the theater, the better. And there is a theater, mm. like not even 10 minutes from our place. So, um, nice. Yeah. You know, I'm it. I just need to, I just need to get these plans figured out. So I get into it. Yeah. Um, but in other solo news, <clears throat> mm. um, you know, uh, you gotta, excuse me. I gotta I remember the name for the composer of this film, uh, John Powell, John Powell, just, uh, you know, he confirmed that his music that was used in the, uh, the newest star Wars story clip, um, where it shows like, uh, Chewie and Han piloting the, the Falcon together for the first time. Uh, he officially confirmed like the music you're hearing in that score is in fact, his music. So this, and if you listen to it and I, I'd, again, want to hear your opinion yeah. on it, but it sounds very John Williams right it's extremely different from what we've been hearing in these different trailers with the you know the heavy guitar rift and stuff like that have you had a chance to listen Mm -hmm. to this
1: yet yeah no it it, i've been really intrigued because a lot of times music and editing done for trailers is done by an outside house so it's not really by the movie production crew so i really enjoy kind of sifting through those to see what they look like and sound like and then later compare them to oh here's the actual movie so this idea that this is powell's music in this trailer is intriguing because now it kind of starts to set the set the scene for what the movie is going to sound like and therefore feel like so there were two very different styles in that trailer in terms of his music there was the direct homage to John Williams uh, with kind of the the, the Falcon flying around, it seemed very similar to Empire as it's flying through the uh, mm-hmm. asteroids, right? Mm-hmm. That, and that was fantastic, that was great. Perfect tie-in back to, you've you've got to pay homage to the maestro. Yeah, and absolutely. Any, any composer doing a Star Wars movie who doesn't do that should just be fired right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the way I feel. Um, so him doing that piece was great. And then it, then it diverted off in this other direction, which was very not star Warsy. Mm-hmm. And it made my, made me raise an eyebrow one at a time. Cause, and I, I listened to it several times. I went back and, and watched it a couple times going, what, what does it, what does this remind me of? This is, this is, from a almost a different genre or different franchise or something. But the best I could describe it is it almost felt like Peter Pan music.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Kind, kind of like fluttery kind of
1: kids fantasy. Yeah. It was, it was very soft. It was, Oh God. I almost hate admitting this with my outside voice, but it felt a little Disney. Mm. Okay. And then it went back to the John Williams stuff. I'm like, okay, 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 <laughs> okay John Williams, I'll be okay. Deep breath.
0: How did you? How did you so, feel? How did you feel about the guitar riffs? Because me and uh, I think it was me I and Fode. I love the guitar the riffs. Oh my God. I was totally oh. down for it. Cause I was. We were talking about it, and I. I, mm. I, I could be wrong. It might not have been Fode, but it, I'm. I'm pretty sure mm. it was. But we were talking about it, and I was like, dude, no joke. Like, if they were going to do gu- this guitar kind of style music for any film, this is the film to do it. I don't oh, think they could do any other so film. Well. Yeah. Yeah. So I know a lot of, like, I've been listening, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts. And, um, you know, there are some of them that are just like, oh, I don't like the guitar riff, this and that. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm totally on board with it. I like it a lot. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome to hear about, like, you like that guitar style as well. Oh.
1: I just when that trailer came out with the riffs, I just listened to it over and over and over, Mm -hmm. if only for like you could only pick up so much of kind of the visuals and you realized it was the first trailer and they're only going to show you. It's just, you know, it's a little off the shoulder. That's Mm. all. Um, (laughs) But the music so much, I was just I'd listen to it over and over just to pick up the music, even to the point where on our own podcast, I changed our outro music to the guitar riff music.
0: Mm. Nice.
1: It's just, oh my God! It's just there's so much energy and and soul and passion in in that guitar riff mm-hmm. track.
0: Do you do you feel that that after comparing the two, do you think that guitar mm. solo that guitar riff style of music is still gonna filter its way into this, or do you feel like that's tr- trailer music at this point? Because like we said, it's my- usually done by a third party,
1: right? <sighs> There's what I want and what I think will probably happen. I would love for it to be in the movie. Oh, God, yes, please. Take my firstborn.
0: <laughs> do you have a firstborn? <laughs>
1: I do not. Okay. But you can have them already. Or her.
0: <laughs> well, I was going to say, we could sacrifice them like, uh, like, you know, with a bunch of oh, Ewoks. Yeah. You know?
1: mm. Oh, yes, please. Um, yeah, I. Uh, my gut says it's not going to end up in the movie, but... On the plus side, Lucasfilm has gotten a lot of good feedback about it, so maybe they'll reconsider something. I
0: mean,
1: nothing's impossible.
0: Yeah. So I guess uh, another thing real quick while we're talking about different composers and stuff like that, how did you feel about Giacchino with his Rogue One soundtrack? How did you feel on that?
1: It took me about a year to warm up to it, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I was not a big fan of it at first, and what was it, it was around Christmas time? I got a, I, I finally broke down and bought a new turntable for the house and
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh my God. I still have, I still have crates, <laughs> crates of old music back when I used to spin when I was much younger. So it's been fun going through those, but same the hairstyle, first thing I bought, or did
0: bought, you rock the dreads.
1: <laughs> I did not have the dreads. I had, I had long hair at one point. Nobody should ever see that photo. Um, <laughs> horrible. Just horrible. Anyway. Uh, oh, God. Yeah. Anyway, good stories. But the first thing I bought on vinyl after I got this new turntable was the 40th anniversary collector's edition of the New Hope soundtrack. You nerd. Totally. <laughs> the second piece of vinyl I got was the Rogue One soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh eh. I got it. I get, I just got it. Right.
0: You gotta, you gotta keep the collection going.
1: So I listened to it over and over on vinyl. I don't know if it was vinyl or the phase of the moon or something new in the drinking water, but suddenly like it clicked and I got it. I Mm -hmm. got his score and suddenly I loved it. Suddenly it was like, now I see what you were doing. So one of the, Things that hurt me the most was, you know, the Darth Vader scene as he steps out into the launch bay and stands there unprotected to open space. (laughs) (laughs) And you start to get that Darth Vader theme, and then he cuts it off and and trails off into something else that always used to bug me. It's like, you're teasing me and then diverting. And right at the climax of it, it's like, ah, you blue balled me.
0: (laughs) Completely true, though, you know.
1: Yeah, but then somehow listening to it on vinyl, or like I said, time of day, phase of the move, suddenly it clicked and it took on a new dimension to it. And I suddenly went, I get it. Mm-hmm. Oh, this, I, I, it feels now I see what you were trying to do. Now it, it's like finally getting that joke you never understood. Yep. Suddenly it's funny. Suddenly this worked. And so now I really love the soundtrack. It just took me a while to warm up to.
0: I was the same way whenever I first initially, like, actually sat down and started listening to the soundtrack. I wasn't mm. – uh, like, I thought it was okay. Um, but it yeah. wasn't until I listened to uh, – I think it was one of uh, – I forget the, the name of the series they do. But the guys from Rebel Force Radio, uh, they have, like, mm. the one guy come on and kind of analysis uh, – give, like, his analysis. Really? And he really broke it down to how, like – he tied a lot of the original like themes into these, just but tweaked them to make them a little different stuff. And after really being showed that and like hear those little like tidbits, I'm, I love Mm -hmm. it now. It's, I think it's really, really good. So. Yeah.
1: It's almost unfortunate. That's something you have to understand.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like an inside joke.
1: Yeah. But once you do, once, once, once it clicks, you're all in mm-hmm. speaking
0: so. of uh clicking and being all in uh that's how I was whenever I saw the Star Wars family Guy series or I mean even just the first one for the <laughs> for the first time I mean uh again, you know mature themed comedy has kind of always been my theme, growing up, I loved you know watching shows like The Simpsons with my dad, my dad has a Homer Simpsons tattoo. Um, you know, nice. watching a uh, jackass, you know, Ooh. stuff like that. And then, you know, we grow into like family guy and stuff like that. So that adult themed humor has kind of been in- in- embedded into my DNA at a very young age. And I have two older brothers, yeah. so I was kind of introduced into it in a very, very young age. And, uh, whenever they announced that, Hey, we're doing a whole like star Wars thing. And I, I mean, I think this was. I think they even make reference to it. This is after Robot Chicken's already done their thing, yep. with yep. It, which was excellent. I love. I still to this day will like oh, yeah. go on YouTube and watch clips and stuff. I really need to get those on Absolutely. like Blu-ray or DVD or whatever just to have them in the collection. Mm-hmm. But um, yep. I was completely on board and was really ex- interested to see. Um, what they were going to be doing exactly you know like are they going to just do like the whole trilogy in one sitting and then they kind of like no it's just going to be the first movie we don't know if we're going to do the others um but i think the biggest surprise of them all was how um what's the word i'm looking for uh how how disney oh, i guess lucasfilm at this point how yeah how lucasfilm played so well with them and let them play in their sandbox. And it was just like, Hey, we're fans of yours. You're fans of ours. Go crazy. We can't wait to see it. Kind of deal. Yeah. your thoughts. That
1: was, that was big on George to do. Cause that was still back in the George days. Yeah. So.
0: And I think George said, George came out and said he was a family guy fan, which weird. It's kind of weird. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like family guy. I like watching family guy on Sunday nights. <laughs> In a pet shirt. Um. <laughs> <laughs> <this is hard. laughs> Although, you know, there's an aspect of that that on one hand it's almost surprising, but on the other hand, George has always been a big fan of fan projects. Yeah. You know, fan films and everything. He's always <clears throat> let people have that latitude, you know, as long as as long as you don't charge and make money for it. Right. Now, obviously. Family guy would have had to do some sort of licensing deal to do it. But short of that, hey, fantastic. Lucasfilm gets their cut. And from their perspective, it's just more marketing for them. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they collect the royalty and they win on the marketing side. You get more people interested in the franchise. So, amen. Hallelujah. Please, more.
0: One of our viewers in the chat says he loves the orchestra sunset moment from Blue Harvest. So that's right. Blue Harvest was the was the name of the first one. So very yep, good. Yep. Um, of course, you know, got to give it up to John Williams in that scene. That's awesome. Um, yeah. But, yep. So you you came up with this question you threw at me today was if they were to go ahead and do another Star Wars family guy, was your question like, mm-hmm. which one do you think they would do was that was that the ever-
1: which one or or even even just bigger what what should they do next with you know what should family you do next with star wars
0: you know i i i think i think the the easy answer to that is the prequel trilogy cuz there's just so much material to make fun of in that i feel like I know. But then again, you it's almost see... almost too easy. Yeah, it's, it, like you said, almost too easy for sure. I would also like to see them at the same time do this new trilogy after it's over. And, yeah. uh, you Ooh. know, just... Because, you know, Family Guy, they're not going to hold back. And just to see them, you know, like, for example, with The Last Jedi, really pull some, you know, not really pull any blows uh, when uh, going to uh, some of the, you know, the plot holes and some of the other critiques that you can make about that film, um, whether you liked it or you didn't no biggie, you know, we, I think we can all agree that it's not a perfect film and there's something we can all, you know, either take away from it and, or criticize about it. And I think that's, that's any movie. I mean, whether, no matter how high regard you hold that film. Um, but how about you? What do you think? What, What do you think they should go with it?
1: The, you're right. The prequels would be the easy next step, and I'd almost find it is interesting for them to do a full two-hour episode that that compresses the sequels down into one.
0: Okay, like I, that
1: might I, almost be a bit of comedy in and of itself. Right. Yeah. For um, sure. I, I certainly want to see them do the sequel trilogy because there's mm-hmm. so there's so much material, but in a different way, and it could almost be. Therapeutic to the fans to be able to laugh at these things that they both loved and hated, mm-hmm. right? So imagine for a moment that they, they, you know, who who played Luke and uh, oh, it was Chris. Chris yeah, played Chris, Luke, Chris Griffin. Chris was, yeah. So imagine that they they gentrify Chris Griffin as Luke Skywalker sitting there doing the siren scene on the beach. Oh my God, that would just be too fucking hilarious. <laughs> Green milk all over himself, just rubbing himself with the green milk. Ah, because <laughs> they do it, they'd totally do it.
0: I guess. I, I guess a question I have for you is: Do we think now that Disney has the reins on this? Do you think a project like that is gonna come up, come about again, or do you think now that we're in the Disney era, this is kind of not gonna happen? <sighs>
1: It's hard to say, to be honest, because on one hand, you want I certainly want to believe that Lucasfilm still has the keys to their own car for the most you know, kind of if you will. Mm-hmm. We have no idea how much Bob Iger calls Kathy Kennedy and says, thou shalt or thou shalt not. We you know, we we just have no idea how how much control Disney actually exerts. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't think it's Bob making those calls as much as it is Kathy. I think Kathy is really trying to change this whole image of this fan base and really leaving that, again, that mature style comedy kind of out of it. Personally, could I, I could be wrong. I mean, personally. Um, it,
1: it's possible, sure. yeah, you know, wouldn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. I hadn't thought of it that way, but... Mm-hmm yeah maybe so and and maybe it's too early in her reign <laughs> yeah i was trying to find another word but yeah um maybe she wants to get a better footing underneath her franchise mm-hmm. before she gives those keys to somebody
0: yeah i mean if you were to just take a shot in the dark how long how much longer do you think we have her for as like head of lucas film essentially
1: well that's where we have to look at the potential replacements at least internally and see what moves they're making. Mm-hmm. I still would be really intrigued to see Filoni step in for her.
0: I'd love to see that that's 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 my fingers crossed moment right there
1: yeah. so now that he heads up the whole animated group, mm-hmm. And we, you, you can kind of read between the lines of what they did and didn't say with the announcement on Star Wars Resistance. You know, they just said he created the series. They didn't say anything about him writing, directing, producing, executive producing. Mm-hmm. Just he created it. Okay, so elevated position. So he's involved, but high level. And now he'll have a team of people to run it. Cool. Maybe there's another project. But this this might set him up. Mm-hmm. This this position as head of that group to get more of the business experience that would lead him into being able to step into Kathy's role within five years.
0: I I like that five years. I can do five years, 10 years. I'm like, I don't know. No, that's
1: too much. Yeah. Not, not for, not for somebody in that position. That's way too long.
0: Okay that's good news so yeah. we have uh Bertrand in the chat he says I think they'll do the new trilogy there's just so much baggage with the prequels I wouldn't mind them doing the prequels and it is a lot uh, and a lot of the burn it with fire hate is gone and there's much more uh, apathy towards it now he, he also mm. says uh, prequels maybe but unfortunately I doubt Disney would let family Guy touch the new trilogy uh, with a te- with a I think he says a fifty foot pole on there. So. They have. <laughs> so all right, if what's just what's what's uh what's what's come to what's come to a conclusion together. You, I mean if me and you were, if me and you were in the in the in the in the driver's seat and we had creative control, who do you what do we think? Like we think original trilogy or we think sequel trilogy? What do you think personally?
1: You, At this point, sequel trilogy makes more sense. If I agree. It, you could go back and do the prequels, but I think you've almost got to do it in a short form,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which in and of itself is a piece of comedy to to the quality of, of the prequels.
0: Okay. So we're gonna do the sequel trilogy. Now what we're gonna do for okay. it is we're gonna go ahead and I have uh, the cast of Family Guy here. I picked out, uh, you know, Peter, Lois, Stewie, Meg, Chris, Brian, mm. Quagmire, Cleveland, mm-hmm. and Joe. We're gonna go okay. ahead and cast who is who in this trilogy. Okay. So I think I think the easy the easy answer here is Stewie is Kylo Ren. Oh yeah. Okay, Stewie Ky- Stewie's Kylo. That one's easy. Got to. Yeah. <clears throat> So, in the last Jedi. Yep. Yeah. So we're gonna need a we're gonna need a Ray. Mm. So Lois was Leia in the last one. So did, although we still
1: have Leia,
0: we still have Han for the first one. But I mean, they could they could change that up.
1: Um. Oh, you know who would be funny and. Again, this is, it's kind of random, but it, it would be kind of funny. Um, make it Bonnie.
0: Ooh, okay. Bonnie. You know? I think Bonnie would be more like uh Haldo. I because she doesn't she have like a pink dress too. <laughs> she, she has might. like a pink or purple dress. It's like it's you know who could yeah. be you know who could be Ray? You know that in the episode of uh, where Sue starts doing like Broadway shows and stuff. His assistant, mm. the little girl, like the you you know I'm talking about the little one with the British um, accent.
1: Oh, yes, who was his pseudo girlfriend for a while? Yeah,
0: pseudo girlfriend. I, I can't remember mm-hmm. her name, but yeah, I think yeah. I think she would be an okay pick.
1: Oh, that would that would work. Sure. sure. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Um, it's kind of hard because there's just not a lot of strong females in Family Guy.
0: Right. Do we keep I I think we keep Brian as Chewbacca. Yep. Right. Um
1: Man, that, that's Chris is Luke.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I think we still keep Chris as Luke, but then again, we could we could move Peter. You know, uh cuz I It's just one of those things. I I don't know. I guess I guess my my biggest thing with this is just like they did so well on casting, like who would be who in and the, you know, original trilogy. It's it's hard to convert this over. Because like a lot of these characters yeah. are still in the same, because um, yeah. I mean you still got C three PO who's Quagmire. Um, I guess yeah. I guess the big ones are who's Joe and who's Meg. Let's put it that way, because those oh, those oh, are the yeah. two Meg's characters. Top of my left.
1: That's Meg's the important one, man. Right. Okay, so here's the easy one. Cleveland has to be um, Finn.
0: <laughs> okay, no no explanation there. We got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about Cle- Wait, no, I did write Cleveland on here. Okay.
1: Yeah. um Then, okay, so if we're going to allow some recasting, then Peter could be um, Poe Dameron, potentially.
0: Yes, yes, yes. That could work. Yeah, absolutely.
1: But then who is Meg?
0: Meg is always, like, the fun, like, the cr- interesting creatures, you know? Like...
1: And it's always just like a one shot scene. Yeah, it's, she would be
0: like the Wrath Tar, yeah. you know. You know, no, you know who would be an even better Wrath Tar? Because um, 'cause they've done some crossover between American uh American Dad and uh
1: Yep. Yep Um Family Guy
0: and uh what's the what's the other show that they do? Cleveland show. The fat guy yeah, yeah. who can't like leave his garage in Family Guy or in a in Cleveland <sighs> show, he would make a great Wrath okay. Tar. Um okay. Oh, Birch says Quagmire would actually make a pretty good Hux. I agree with that. That would be <gasps> a good one. Ooh. Oh, um, I like that. Let's see here. He says, I would actually... Oh, he's talking about the, the Dave Filoni thing. He's saying uh, he he also uh, wants Dave Filoni to take over the reins of the movies and move uh, someone else to, like, yeah. But, um, man, let's see here. So... Trying to think of some of the interesting creatures. Well, like if this was Rogue One, Meg is definitely the the what the hell do they call it? The bugullet, you know? Bugullet. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely Meg. That's Meg. Um, All day long. Oh, Meg's definitely the 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 milk creature, the sea cow. He's she's definitely the sea cow. Ah. Oh. Well, that just makes him drinking that milk just that much more nasty. Um, yeah.
1: Oh, and then the caretakers have to be. Um, uh, what's the alien dude from American oh, Dad?
0: Uh, Roger. Yes, Roger. That's, a, that's a very Roger has good to be one. the caretakers. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> works so well, man.
0: So who's um, Joe? I think Joe is the only one who we really haven't laid down.
1: Joe could be Snoke.
0: Ooh, Ooh, that's perfect. That is perfect. (laughs) Joe is totally Snoke. Ooh, uh, Birch also says Meg could be Rose. That's also (sighs) a good one. Um, Oh, that works for so many reasons. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I'm such a bad man. I apologize.
0: Oh, yeah. So, oh, man. We got to think of one more good one for for Meg. Because Meg's got to appear twice. I mean, Joe's, mm. Joe is too perfect a to Snoke. We, that's he was job of the hut, so this that's perfect. Snoke is perfect for him. It works. Well, works and, and you could
1: see it in Last Jedi, where where you know Joe is Snoke sitting up on the throne, and then the lightsaber goes and slices off his bottom half, and he just sit there going, <laughs> "I didn't feel that. <laughs> didn't feel a thing." And then fucking uh, Stewie Wren sits there and just goes and jumps on him and stabs him with his lightsaber. Ah, die, fucker.
0: I fucking love it. It's so good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right. So oh, hmm. what is a fun, like, so in, I, we got to think of like one more fun, interesting. Mm. Yeah, I think, I think there's really no, like. So who's like,
1: Maz? Hmm,
0: that's a, that's a tough one. I don't know who Moz would be. Oh, oh,
1: Uh, Trisha Takanawa. <laughs> you can see it can't you oh
0: yeah yeah that's that's good <laughs> <laughs> oh shit yeah oh shit that's, that's that one's good oh shit okay. that's that's too good i like that one a lot um yeah that's well that's fun i mean that i would definitely want to see that trilogy happen again yeah yeah it for would be sure.
1: it, it would work I, I mean that's kind of the thing i think it would work so much better with Force Awakens and Last Jedi. You could do the prequels, but then you're just doing it for the sake of doing it.
0: Mm -hmm. You know,
1: it almost feels like there's more material.
0: I'd love to see Stewie Griffin as like a young, like, uh, like Anakin Skywalker. That'd be fun to see.
1: Yeah. But then how does he transition into, you know, angsty teenage Anakin?
0: We can still keep Herbert the pervert as, as Obi-Wan Kenobi. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) oh shit so steve you know coming up here in june of course if you can't tell by the big fucking uh banner behind your head because you know that's fucking marketing for you uh you uh, i do uh june 15th and 16th in san diego california week you can go and free your freedom by uh going to the intergalactic con yeah yeah free your your fandom yeah and hashtag get cocky i got i got shit behind me too
1: (laughs) you keep getting it wrong man you keep saying free your freedom it's like free your freedom is that like drink your drink
0: oh did i say freedom I didn't even hear myself, thanks for the catch. Free your fandom, (laughs) sorry about that. Free your fandom, and I've been looking at it the whole fucking time. But, so, okay. tell me a little more about Intergalacticon. So, I'm gonna be there either way, so you don't have to fucking sell me on it, but, you know, this is your show. I wanna hear, you know, you know why we should go because you were telling me about the show and uh, i think fode was on while we were playing star wars battlefront 2 one night and you got mm-hmm. me you got me hyped for it so this is your yeah. opportunity to kind of you know talk to the scum and uh, everyone who might be checking this out and uh sell them on it so tell me a little more about it
1: do, do i also get to talk to the villainy as well
0: yes absolutely
1: sweet because it's you know then i don't have to repeat myself i can have both of them at the same time it's much easier though i mean i was just gonna read i was
0: just gonna you know post it twice and and tag each one so
1: sure once in english (laughs) once in arabish come on um yeah so i came up with this idea about a year and a half ago now and long long personal story behind it but it was kind of along the lines of uh, decided to go back and do a con so i've i've Run conventions and events for 20 years, just kind of as a side gig for fun. Mm -hmm. Strange. Almost as a hobby. Um, And I stepped away from it for a few years to go work on my career. And then I left corporate life and, hey, what do I do now? And I miss running cons. Mm -hmm. I really enjoy running cons. I should run a con. What con Mm -hmm. would I run? (laughs) Dear self, what should I do with my life? Anyway, long story short, came up with this idea going, look, what do I love? I love sci-fi, I love comics, I love gaming, I love, uh, love all the, hmm. well, we have this thing called San Diego Comic-Con, maybe some people have heard of it.
0: Yeah, I was going to say like, I would say, I would pin you almost as a madman to make a almost like Comic-Con styled show in San Diego, but there's obviously some method to your madness here.
1: There is, so, it, it's almost simple, and it it actually makes me wonder why has nobody else done this before? Has has nobody else seen the opportunity?
0: Mm-hmm. You mean you mean uh, there is obviously an audience out there who doesn't want to be in a sold out show that sells out in three seconds every year and you know is packed wall to wall? Is is that what you mean?
1: That is a big part of what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> is. You know, they, they can only hold so many people. So you're right. They sell out in seconds. So there's hundreds of thousands of people that want to go to the show. You know, let's say there's half a million people that want to go, but only 200,000 get, get tickets. Mm-hmm. There's a pent up demand for something. And you can talk about kind of the differences and stratifications between big shows and little shows, too. In the last year and a half, that I've been doing research and, and moving forward with putting this on. I've heard a lot of people. Talk to me about they don't like going to the big shows because they're uncomfortable with that size of an event, right? Okay, I and trust me, I totally get it. I'm a believe it or not, nobody believes this about me, but I am a super introvert and I don't like big crowds of people. And I, you know, I'll go force myself, I've learned how to go to things like celebration and comic con and these other things, Mm -hmm. but when somebody says they're just not comfortable you know, with a hundred thousand of their closest personal friends that way, I get it. Mm-hmm. So, and as nerd culture is becoming more popular and more
0: mainstream, for sure,
1: visible mainstream, visible, we're hearing a lot more about nerds and people with anxiety and social anxiety and real problems with managing their introversion. So not that that's a, a huge part of why I'm doing this, but it's, it's one slice of, you know, people, there are people that want something smaller than SDCC. Yep. And.
0: Sounds like another STD, but go ahead.
1: Uh, right. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> There's a cream. for that. Um, there was, there was a con here that ran for a couple years and they were in their second year, they were drawn in somewhere between three and 5,000 people, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. And then they, then they called it quits. And I went to the second year show and I understand why I saw everything that was going on. Okay. I get it. Cool. Well, there's obviously a demand from multiple angles here. I know how to run cons. Fucking let's do this. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So it has come together in the last year, just, in lockstep. Just one thing after another, everything's fallen into place. We've gotten celebrities. We're going to make a new celebrity announcement this coming week.
0: Ooh, um, geez, geez.
1: I know where could they, where, where could
0: they learn more about this announcement?
1: They could learn more about this announcement on intergalacticonsd.com. sd.com.
0: Okay. I'll, I'll be sure to mm. bookmark that. <laughs> yeah what go ahead, You were saying, well,
1: um, yeah, so finding celebrities and finding exhibitors and vendors and artists and people doing workshops and, and getting all everybody involved in, in doing this, it's just, I don't want to say it's fallen in my lap, but it's been a lot easier than I thought it might have been. Hmm. Yeah, weird.
0: Yeah. Right? It's like people actually so, want to participate.
1: Bizarre, I know. So I, I get really excited whenever I talk about it and people get excited about it and they want to come And you know, I, I have friends of mine call me up going, dude, I just ran into this guy and we got talking and he'd heard about intergalactic and he says, he's going. <laughs> Criminy my PR work. My PR group is really earning their paycheck this week. Shit, Fantastic. So yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're, I'm trying to make this more of a mid-tier con where it is a broad set of content. So there's a little bit of everything for everybody. It's not, you know, so you can here in San Diego and, and, you know, maybe it's the same in Pittsburgh and New York and everywhere else. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of little tiny shows where this is a, you know, maybe a a Star Trek con and this is a Dr. Who con and this Mm -hmm. is a steampunk con Mm -hmm. and this is a comic book con and those are great. And I, you know, I don't want to throw any shade at anybody who who throws a con. You you got balls for doing it, and I salute you, sir. But certainly around here, and maybe because Comic Con is in our backyard, there's this big middle ground that's just not being served. So I can bring in content that spans a few celebrities, not a hundred, but let's have let's have a couple celebrities who are accessible to people you can actually go up and meet them and talk to them oh my god what a concept right <laughs>
0: <laughs> you mean you mean don't i don't me have to pay for you, you you mean i don't have to pay 50 dollars for a ticket and then wait in line for like an hour and a half
1: no and it's not like celebration where a a, a, a photograph or a yeah a photograph and an autograph takes you all day to mm-hmm, get hmm don't get me fucking started about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I kind of want to hear it, but I'm going I'm to
0: let you go. But next time we come on, <laughs> next time you come on, I kind of want to hear this. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Oh, I, I, I have thoughts on how that show is run. All right. Um, so Star- we're we're going to have content. Uh, whenever gonna, whenever they so,
0: announce, real quick, whenever they announce Star yeah. Wars Celebration, we're going to do a Star Wars Celebration feedback show. <laughs>
1: I remember at the end of last year's celebration, somebody posted something in one of the celebration. I know you're talking Facebook of this long winding line of people that just ran off into the distance, and they were like, "Ah, the line for 2019 has already started."
0: (laughs) I remember there was a lot of negative feedback. A lot of negative feedback from last year.
1: You would have thought it was their first year running a con. I swear wow. to God. I, again, kind of having a background running cons, I could see every little thing they did wrong. Mm. And it just is amazing to me that they got away with it. Wow.
0: <sighs> well, let's get back to yours real quick. Birch, oh, yeah. Birch totally answered our question. He he solved the hey, issue. Birch. Is what? We do a Family Guy Indiana Jones special. Ooh. That's I think that's the answer right there.
1: <laughs> but then do you let them do Crystal Skull or not?
0: Oh, I think so. I, I again you just it's one of those things there's a lot of content that you can definitely make fun of in that.
1: Oh, well, and it's a perfect perfect crossover for Roger from American Dad.
0: <laughs> yep, yep, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Back to Intergalacticon.
1: Yes. <clears throat> yes. Uh, so lots of content so we've got you know I've got speakers who are celebrities I've got Colin Cantwell who is the original designer of the Death Star yeah that's freaking awesome awesome. so there's my Star Wars fix it would be so easy for me to just make this Star Wars Mm gone you do not have know how much I have to with just restrain myself from allowing that to happen (laughs) um I've got I've got guys coming to talk about video games and fan films and music mm-hmm. and some some crazy bastard from the East Coast is coming to do a game show thing. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> Might just put him over in the corner and see who shows up. No. <laughs> no. I I don't know if I told you I moved you to the big stage.
0: Oh, no you didn't, but I'm excited for oh, it. I'll I'll take every everything you, dude. Like again, you you put me in front of a crowd and I'll I'll make a show out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I, I was gonna have you in in mm. one of the smaller rooms, and then as I'm looking at the layout and I'm thinking, okay, how's he gonna run this? And you have teams of people, and you're da, 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 and like, this would be a lot more fun in the big room.
0: Oh yeah, I'm looking, i yeah. excited, and it's gonna be, it's gonna be so funny because I'm, I'm so, I feel like I'm so spoiled with your show. And, you know, shout out to one of our other sponsors giving us a great spot, three, uh, you know, Three Rivers Comic Con here out in Pittsburgh. You know, yeah. Great comic show. Um, but, like, I don't have a projector or anything, man. I'm Ooh. running bare bones. So, uh, you know, I'm running this show now. And then, like, you know, not even less than a month later, I'm moving out to San Diego. I'd say almost a month later. And, and I'm just going to, yeah. it's going to be a good show. I can't wait. But go ahead. Oh
1: yeah. No, I you know, I'm I'm approaching this almost like Jurassic Park, um within reason, you know. Spare no expense.
0: And and don't let let the well, I mean, you're letting the T Rex out because i 'cause I'm gonna be there. So.
1: Well <laughs> we may have to put a collar on you, but that's fine. Don't worry about that. Nothing to see here. Move along. Move along.
0: Sorry, right. my yeah, wife so will, it's my wife fine. will be there on the other side of that chain. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh good, good. I'll,
1: for the the electric shock remote control. Um, so we're trying to make this a fun Comic Con. Where yes, there's speakers, there's artists and exhibitors. We're having the artists and exhibitor space open into a big social lounge where we're going to bring in furniture and sofas and coffee tables and let people <gasps> wait for it, chill out. Ooh,
0: chill. That's Ooh, something. That's uh, especially uh, to find a seat on a, in a in a you know convention. That's a not there on its own. I mean, you even if you were at a, a convention where they were selling sofas, you couldn't find a, find a fucking place to sit. So, I look forward. To- That's true. <laughs> That's
1: true. So yeah. So okay. So there's that. Then there's contests. There's events. There's workshops. There's parties included. Mm-hmm. So you know, if you go to one of the one of the bigger cons, mm-hmm. you pay your seventeen thousand eight hundred and seventy two dollars to get in. Plus tax and base plus tax. Right. Don't forget tax. <laughs> Basically, all you get for that is admission to the speakers and the exhibitors.
0: Right. That's all I got. Mm-hmm.
1: You want to go to parties? Well, other people are running parties, so you have to figure out where those are and you might have to buy tickets for those as well. Or know, you know, Joe, the the bouncer and see if he'll let you in because you're with the DJ. But those are all extra beyond the con where mm-hmm. I'm trying to wrap that all in. And I'm, I'm really super trying to build this as an experience. This is a thing you don't simply attend, but you can participate in and be interactive with and go and have fun for a weekend where it's kind of all included.
0: So you're saying strange concept. You, you're now. saying I can go there and free my fandom
1: why yes you can wow.
0: so uh britch i've been saying birch this whole time it's britch it's Birch 20 thank you so much for coming out and checking out the stream um he says that's he rich. remembers going to a smaller con uh he says that's a great alternative to paying an arm and a leg and maybe getting to meet a celebrity you know if they don't yeah. freaking cancel on here or whatever it may come down to mm-hmm. so he's it sounds that's like he's all on board with the, the style show and uh you know Sweetie. you know me you know i'm down um you know, so where can people learn more about the show? You know, see the whole list of, um, you know, your your speakers, your panels, your game shows, all that. Where can they go?
1: <clears throat> Everything is up on the website on intergalacticonsd.com. We're up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you know, it's all up there. So we've got we've got all the exhibitors that we've got uh, coming are listed up there all the speakers, bios, the contests, the events, even to the point that we've really tried to actually make the prop policy fun. Mm, I'm interested the, to hear prop this. Prop policies are a big thing right. these days, right? With everybody cracking down and going, ah, you can't have any gun-like weapons at all. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's just LA County or what, but that's that's becoming more of a thing. But we have a, a realistic prop policy. Because we don't, look, you know, cosplayers, Props are part of their costume, and we want people to have fun with what they're doing and, and really celebrate what they're doing. So, yes, there's a there's a class of weapons that hey, we at least want to check, mm-hmm. you know, for safety. That's fair. And then, kind of the the closing part of the prop policy talks about: look, just have fun, use common sense, and don't be that guy that makes us change our policy.
0: Yep. I was uh, I went to an anime convention, a very popular anime convention here out in Pittsburgh. And uh, I went just for the one night, just to go to the Star Wars photo shoot because it's becoming more and more of a thing out there. So, and uh, just of course to do some networking, which I was so pissed because I forgot all my business cards. Uh, great Uh. good job on that, David. But anyway, I still had a good time. But like, no joke. So I I cosplayed as this like homebrew Canon cost like Star Wars like uh, Jedi costume where it's like. I always call him uh, the the Jedi who, or I'm sorry, the the stormtrooper who went from uh, stormtrooper went who. I, here's the way I, I term it: defected and then resurrected as a Jedi. Okay, so okay. it's a really cool thing. I, I like the, the the look a lot. It's very uh, Star Killer style. But anyway, um, <laughs> but he, I you know, I have the lightsaber on my one hand, and then I have the E11 blaster rifle in the other hand. So you you know you. Take the take the you know the stormtrooper out of the uh, you know the garrison, but you can't take the him out of you know what I'm getting at. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, as I'm walking into the convention, there's a guy sitting right there, like checking badges and stuff like that. And I said, "Hey, you know, do you have a prop check-in? I want to get this. You know, I uh, showed him my E11 blast rifle. I was like, I just want to get this checked mm-hmm. in. He was like, Yeah, sure. Here, I can do it. And then he literally just picks it up, holds it, and then like uh and then like hands it back to me like but like it wasn't even like in a check-in like he didn't put a tag or anything on it it was just like he just wanted to hold it because it was cool like and he was just even like you know fucking around with it for like a moment i was like the fuck and i talked to another girl who went there that same show and she was like oh that wasn't even like no there was like an actual like prop check-in room and everything and i'm like he didn't bother to tell me that like so it was. He's just um, fucking with you, man. Yeah, he was. He was absolutely just fucking with me. He probably yeah. wasn't. He was just probably just sitting there in that chair. He probably didn't even work for the con.
1: <laughs> probably not. Yeah, you're lucky you didn't catch something from him.
0: <laughs> but besides, uh, besides Intergalacticon, of course, again, uh, you know, June 15th and 16th out in San Diego, California, intergalacticonsd.com. Um, you are of course, uh, one of the High Council over on the. Uh, San Diego Sabres radio podcast. Where can people learn more about that show?
1: So we have a website, as all good places do. Yeah, San Diego Sabres. convenient nowadays. Dot net.
0: Dot net. net.
1: Because <laughs> dot com will take you to dark, dirty, nasty places, so don't go to dot com.
0: Or hockey teams, um, you
1: know, one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I said. Um, yeah, so we, we're we a full contact Lightsaber combat group. We practice several times a week. We have special classes. We take people, you know, up through Padawan and night level so far. And so if people really want to get into it, we've got a program for it. If you just want to come out and swing sticks back and forth, you can do that. We are, we're complete, you know, unlike a lot of other, other groups, not to throw shade at them, but we're completely free. We don't charge for anything. We don't charge for time. We don't charge for showing up. We don't charge for nothing. Um, that's just our philosophy about the whole thing is is we love building community. We love doing this stuff. So we just put our own time and our own money into this and make it happen. And then a year and a half ago, we started a podcast along with it, too. So we do, we do that. Uh, we do our best to publish once a week somehow.
0: And you have a bunch of other shows like... Uh- like, I got a bad feeling about this and, you know, some other good shit. Yeah, we so just, it's, it's definitely, we just and, started uh, that one this year. And you're part of a you know, uh, Star Wars podcast network as well, right?
1: Oh, yeah. So, gosh, it's coming up on a year that we've been, we we got invited last summer into the Star Wars Commonwealth podcast network. And they've just been an incredible set of folks to, to just hang out with. And mm-hmm. it's been real easy because there's been no pressure to do anything or conform to any rules or this that or the other it was just we're passionate star wars podcasters and they're looking to kind of just diversify the network and it's just we kind of cross promote each other and we'll go hang out on each other's podcasts every once in a while it's just kind of a, a fun family type of setting you know we're, we're all there to support each other and and uh oh it's just been amazing those guys are fantastic
0: awesome well, Steve, is there anything else that you want to, you know, inform the scum and villainy before we go ahead and get off the stream? And uh, so I can start playing some Star Wars Battlefront 2 or some Knights of the Republic. I haven't really decided yet.
1: Hmm. Uh, I think I've said most I need to say about IGC is just people need to show up and fucking wreck it.
0: You just wreck it. I'm going to wreck it. Yeah. I got Ralph on this shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Excellent. Well, hey, Steve, thank you again so much for you know joining us tonight. Uh, again, thanks for having me on. If you guys are new to the show, we are the Cocky Cockpit. We are a Star Wars comedy, uh, you know, group of Star Wars content creators from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where we like to keep our head in the cockpit and make Star Wars comedy videos, podcasts, and live streams, just like this one. <laughs> you threw me off Sorry. so hard. It's all good. I, was, I didn't know what he was whispering, um, and uh, you guys can join us every Saturday night. And uh, be part of the show. Thank you again so much for Britch uh, for, for coming out and uh, all the rest of the viewers, you know, checking us out. We're at, so it looks like five, six viewers consistently all night. So thank you guys again for checking us out. In the meantime, may the force be with you.
1: And with you.
0: This party's over.
1: Stay cocky.